Hello and welcome to the Dynamic Leaders Podcast, part of the Talent 409 Leadership Academy Network. I am your host, Colin Cernelia, and thank you so much for joining us today. Please head over to talent409.com to learn more about how we can help your team or organization with their leadership and culture development. This podcast is available on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to your favorite podcast. Plus, don't forget, you can now play this podcast on any Amazon-enabled device. Just ask Alexa, play the Dynamic Leaders Podcast. Getting Dynamic Leaders with Colin Treniglia from Apple Podcasts. Before this episode begins, please consider taking a minute and leave a rating and review. Doing this really does help us grow the show, and you can get featured for your review on a future episode. Okay, on to episode 127 of the Dynamic Leaders Podcast. My guest today is Alexis Robinson. Alexis is a former college tennis player who has since gone on to found Diamond NPR, where she is a manager and publicist for athletes, entertainers, and influencers. A few of the topics we get into in today's conversation include how tennis taught her about personal responsibility from a young age, how accountability has helped her develop significant relationships throughout her life and career, how she uses tunnel vision to her advantage and why she doesn't worry about being blinded by it, what her relationship building process is like and why she is so open to having conversations with quote-unquote random people, why it's okay that not everyone likes you, and why she is so passionate about advocating for women in sports. My highlight for today's conversation comes early in the talk where Alexis and I really dive into the topic of accountability. And why I love this part of the conversation is because you can sincerely hear how hard Alexis works, not just at her job and with her company, but at developing relationships. You can tell that she really cares to get things done that she says she's going to do. Plus, she talks about how she is accountable, not just for the wins when we celebrate on social media, but for the losses too, and how she's willing to give an apology and admit mistakes when needed. And I think, myself included, that is something that we can all be better about. But in general, this part of the conversation is a highlight for me and a challenge that I want to put out to you as a listener is to think about accountability in your own life. Are you truly being accountable? Are you doing what you say you are going to do in work, in life, And is there ways that you can improve your accountability? Because at the end of the day, the relationships that you build only go as far as the accountability will take them. If you aren't accountable and you're not showing up for friend gatherings or for appointments for work, you're not going to be able to build significant relationships. So I love that part of the conversation. Overall, Alexis has a really unique view on a lot of different things from her career in tennis. So let's not wait any longer and let's dive right into the conversation where we will discover our talent altitude. Here is my talk with Alexis Robinson.
to the Dynamic Leaders Podcast. Today, my guest with me is Alexis Robinson. Alexis, thank you so much for joining the show. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I can't wait to learn more about you and your background. It's very interesting and I'm very interested in the work specifically that you're doing now, but just your athletic background too is a little bit unique from most of the people that I talk to on this podcast. So I can't wait to dive a little bit more into that. But before I spoil and ruin everything, I want to give you an opportunity to tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself. So please tell us, who are you? Uh, yeah. So my name is Alexis. I was born and raised in Vegas. I always like to mention that. Um, <laughs> not that many of us, and I'm like really proud of where I was born from. I uh, am a sports manager slash publicist and former tennis player. You know, I kind of just pride myself off of my relationships and that's what, you know, that's how I've been able to sort of build a career, um, advocating for women in sports and, and yeah, um, you know, I'm pretty, pretty chill, pretty simple, but <laughs> that's me. Awesome. So let's start with your athletic background. You mentioned being a tennis player and I'm sure that you grew up with the sport and it surrounded you in a number of different ways. Can you tell us a little bit more about how tennis specifically fit into your earlier years and the type of impact that it had on you? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so I come from a basketball family, dad, uncle, brother, cousins, you know, all the guys in my family all played collegiately or professionally. And, you know, I do like basketball. Obviously I still work in basketball mainly. And when I was a kid, it was kind of just like, natural human nature for all of us to try basketball close family uh friend we call uncle john john lucas uh he he obviously if people don't know the story of john uh while he was playing professional basketball he actually was also playing professional tennis i think to this day he's still one of the only people ever to play in the nba and on the atp at the same time wow so yeah, so him and both of my grandmothers uh, played as well. Uh, my mom and my dad's uh, mothers played. So uh, it was kind of like where we just were a family full of athletes. Basketball was obviously our focus, but every member of my family played some sort of sport, multiple sports if they could. So I was playing basketball, I was playing softball, and then I was playing tennis as well just because you know, like I said, it was sort of like a family thing to be playing tennis. Um, and then it was around eighth or ninth grade where I kind of realized I didn't like having teammates. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, it's so funny because people ask me to this day, like why I chose tennis over basketball. Uh, and it, and I, it's so simple for me to say, and it's, it's, I feel like it's kind of an accomplishment to learn that part of my personality so young. Um, but I just didn't want, uh, I didn't want to have others be accountable for the results, like the wins or losses. So I, you know, basketball was cool. I was not great at it, but I was, you know, just at being an athlete, I was decent at it. And I have like some basketball accolades, you know, I could have, I probably could have played in college and stuff like that, but I just didn't like to have teammates. So I, I, I played tennis and it was nice to have it be about me and have my brain like, be responsible for what was going to happen in the outcome and things like that. So mentally it was just a better sport for me. 
so that I got really serious about it in, uh, you know, like I said, eighth or ninth grade and kind of knew like, okay, this is what I'm going to do, um, whether it be collegiately or professionally. And so I just sort of really tuned in all of high school on tennis. The funny thing is, is I didn't even make my senior year high school tennis team. And it was, you know, because I, I, I kind of knew that my school was looking for they were looking for a, a tennis team, but they weren't, they, I've always had like tunnel vision. So I knew that I was going to do this past high school. So I really started focusing on like, uh, I got a coach, uh, a pro coach. Like when I was in 10th grade, I was competing in tournaments, like school tennis really wasn't my focus anymore. So, so yeah, it's kind of crazy because I didn't even play my senior year on my high school tennis team, uh, but I had offers. And so, yeah, so I just, uh, I got to go to school and play tennis. Um, I got to do some really cool, I I mean, I've done some really cool things in tennis. My uh, coach that I had through college, Andy Fitzell, he was a mentee of Vic Braden, who coached tons of pros, including like Tracy Austin. And he even had like worked with Muhammad Ali and stuff like that. So I had a really good coaching coaching unit uh that was helping me uh i got to train at voluntary at one at one moment you know i got to try my hand in a in a pro career at one point and stuff like that so uh it was cool i got to travel i got to you know i i and i just i got to do things myself like I, I, I do think like my mom she has a lot of kids and we all play sports but i think as far as like you know, her worry for us, I honestly think she, she never really worries about me as far as like, she knows I can handle myself. And that's because I've literally been like, I've had to be by myself, travel the world and and play in tournaments and do this sort of stuff like for so long. Uh, so I was, it, that's what I love the most about tennis is it taught me like responsibility really early in life. To me, I don't know if you've ever heard anybody give you this take before, but one of the reasons that your journey is so interesting as far as what we're talking about in your athletic career is that so when a lot of us get older, don't you, I'm sure you've seen it before, like whether it's on social media or maybe it's your favorite TV show and you always hear people talk about how you can't help others unless you you can help yourself, right? Like, you know yourself, you've really been comfortable in your own skin per se. And a lot of us don't figure that out until we've like, I don't know, reached this moment of adversity or at the very least until we're a little bit older, like we're into our twenties, we're, we're adults, we're on our own, like you said, and that all kind of sped up that timeline for you. Now you are an adult and you have all this experience. Whereas like, I think a lot of people would (laughs) hear your story and just naturally think like, wow, she's really selfish. Like she didn't want to eat teammates. She didn't want to share the responsibility of winning and losing with other people. But to me, it's almost really, it's really cool that you had to figure out like who you were so early at a young age. And that has just given you so many cool opportunities. Like you said, people that you've met and places that you've gone to go. So I think that's all really cool. But I am curious about 
the teammate aspect of it because yeah. that is going to I think be a talking point for a lot of people who listen to this conversation. So what I want to ask you is in terms of working with other people, have you been able to learn throughout the years ways to do it, but also play to your strength? Because I think it's, again, cool that you've been able to identify that you work better alone, whether you're playing tennis or maybe in your business now, but I'm sure there's places where you need to collaborate. You need to work with other people, right? Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, is like, I actually spend a majority of my, my work life collaborating and doing a, uh, things with other people. And so, and like, I think that's what I built my business also off of is my connections sort of funny because it's like, yeah, I don't like, I that's why I play tennis is because I didn't like having teammates, but honestly, the reason I didn't like having teammates was the accountability factor where it was like, I needed to have the accountability on if I was going to win or lose games slash matches. And so I think that's like, honestly been what's been able to start my business, keep my business afloat and have others want to surround themselves with me and work with me is because like, because I've always been so accustomed to having to be accountable for myself, I work my absolute hardest to make sure things get done. Like things always get done. My clients, like that's the one thing that they can tell you about me is like, if they ask for something, they don't need to like, they can ask one time. They don't need details. They don't need to like have a timeline of when it's going to get done. Like they know it's going to get done. So that's like the big thing is like, is I, I work well with people, you know, I do have an assistant. I always have one or two interns. I'm always, you know, advocating for women in sports. So I have a lot of girls who actually like rely on my friendship and my relationships with them to propel their careers and everything. Cause I know I got lucky just being in my family with my sports career. I know that there's, there's some hardships that I didn't have to take, you know, and things like that. So I do work well with others, but I think, like I said, it was really just more about the accountability thing is like, I learned at a young age that I have to take accountability for myself, for my actions, and I have to work really hard if I want to go from point A to point B. So honestly, I think that that side of me has helped me because, because yeah, like I literally just, I have to get things done and, and it's, it's nice because people who work with me, they never feel like they have to ask the questions like, how is she getting this done? Or how, what is she going to do? Or what are, what are the steps? They just kind of know what's going to happen because they know that that's kind of my personality. Yeah. And I will say that one of my biggest frustrations, not just as a business owner, but with the human beings in general and people is that they don't hold themselves accountable it doesn't need even to be something that's like a super significant situation, but just basic things. I mean, take this, for example, this podcast, we communicate, we scheduled it. You showed up right at one o'clock on the dot when we're recording. Now we're doing the recording and everything's going pretty smoothly. And this is going to be a really cool product. And that's just because you've had basic accountability. And there's a lot of people that can't even do that. They can't show up to me meetings on time. They flake out on communication halfway through. And so the accountability piece, I think, to your point, is super important to have. And I encourage people, if they haven't developed that muscle, to 
listen to this conversation and just know that you can do better. Like it's, it's your brand. It's, it's you as an individual, as a human being, like everything you do that, that's what it's representing. Right. Yeah. And I'm, and the accountability thing I keep trying, like I, I always like to reiterate to people around me, especially because I do know that like my mindset is a little different than, than a lot of the people I'm around just because I'm so like, I, I am so accountable and I have sort of figured this part out of my personality and things it's like, I'm not just accountable for like my wins. I'm also accountable for my losses. Like I mm-hmm. take losses every single day. I take them, you know, with a grain of salt. If I do something wrong, I identify that I take the, I take the blame. If it's a Paul, if it's an apology that needs to be, uh, you know, handed out, I, I have no problems. I have no problems. Like, taking uh, accountability and apologizing for the things that I do or say I try. And then I, you know, I learn from that mistake and I try my best to fix it. So that's like, that's something that I, I really want to get out there is because I feel like, especially right now is that everyone's so used to projecting their wins on people and like, Oh, we've gotten, (laughs) you know, we've, we've been able to accomplish all these things. And it's like, yeah, I've been able to accomplish things, but a lot of bad happened in order for me to get that good. Mm -hmm. And I took accountability and learned and executed a different avenue for every one of those losses that I took. Yeah, that's so true and so important. Accountability works on both ends. Great point there. Now, I'm curious to learn a little bit more about the tunnel vision piece. And I think it's, again, a really great attribute to have when you need to put your head down or you're really focused on a specific goal. But do you ever worry that the tunnel vision has blinded you in the past or has made you miss out on certain opportunities? No, not really, because I have honestly figured out that what's meant to happen is supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that miss out on opportunities. I, I probably, when I first started my business, so it's been about five years, I was doing football. I was doing reality TV. I was doing entertainment. I was doing, you know, I was trying to do tennis stuff. I was doing my basketball events. I had NBA and then, you know, and then it was like the past, honestly, not even year, but nine months maybe where I was like, okay, I need to really focus on the things that I am really, really good at that I can pull off without a flaw, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. been more basketball and event based and stuff. So I've kind of uh, chilled out on like the entertainment and music and, and sort of, you know, so I've sort of focused in on what I know I'm the best at. And so my tunnel vision is just where I, I don't know. I don't feel like I miss out because it's like, I'm supposed to be doing this. That's why I'm good at it. That's honestly like what, what I think. And yeah, it's funny. Uh, my assistant, she always gets on me because we're so different. She's, you know, she's getting ready to be 22. You know, she loves sports and she knows she wants to work in sports and everything like that. And so, you know, when it was gearing up for NBA all-star, she was like, uh, so what, what are we doing for NBA all-star? And I was like, honestly, because I was thinking about like my clients. I was like, well, I don't have any 
all-star clients this year. <laughs> um, so I was like, so I'm probably doing nothing. Like, you know, we're just going to go about. And I had to remember like, oh, wait, you know, she hasn't done NBA all-star before. You know, she's got all these experiences that she wants. And so I need to go to NBA all-star and I need to teach her the things that I've done and, and, you know, worked in projects I've worked and things like that at all-star. So she can go out and do this for our company herself next year because I'm done. Like, I, you know, I feel like when you come from like a hoop family and like a big, I've had, I have entertainers in my family too and things like that. So like, I've had experiences like crazy experiences that people are like, wow. Like, so you just, you know, I, uh, I was on a, a radio show recently and I was talking about, yeah, like one of, uh, my dad's like closest friends that he grew up hooping with was Jason Kidd. And I just remember like when I was like six or seven, like Jason Kidd had like autographed some stuff and took some pictures with us. And I didn't even like care. I, I couldn't tell you we probably like lost all of that stuff, you know, <laughs> that day, you know, like things like that. Um, I remember when my uncle was like with the Clippers and we went and my family like hung out with Shaq and his family, like after did something, you know, things like that. Like, these are things that I'm like, I never took that. They were like kind of cool things to do. And there, I have so many of those just like growing up. So now I'm just like, my, I love having tunnel vision. I'm like, I just want to focus on work and on my projects. Like I don't, I don't miss out. I don't feel like I missed out on anything. <laughs> so good. So good. I want to talk a little bit. You've mentioned a bunch of times here already, the connections and the relationships that you've built and how important that is. I think not only to your business, but to you as a person and, can we first just talk about why it's so important for you to be somebody that connects and builds relationships with others? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I think relationships honestly come before education or like knowledge of some sort of things. Like when I am talking to girls who want to get in the sports industry, you know, I tell them I went to school for sports broadcasting. And to be honest, I didn't. I was so busy playing tennis in school that all the information was in one ear and out the other. So I didn't retain like anything I learned in school and I went for sports broadcasting and I'm terrified of speaking in public. So like when I tell girls, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't learn what I was doing in school. Like I learned what I was doing in the heat of it. Just the reason I was able to do that is because of my connections. Like I know that if there, if I have a player that I manage, if there's a brand he wants to work with or someone or some, you know, uh, someone that he would like to meet in, you know, the fashion world or something like that, I know that I can make that happen. If not by knowing the person directly, I probably know someone who, who knows some, you know, who knows someone. And that's just because I really, like thrive off of my relationships. I never think that I'm having a meaningless conversation with someone. I think that's super important. Like I, my, sometimes like my friends and my assistant and stuff, they sometimes get annoyed because I'll have like a conversation with, you know, someone in the McDonald's drive-thru, like who's working <laughs> up the window. 
know, like I just find interest in everyone in their story and their, and, um, I honestly think that, uh, you like those connections. I always think they're going to come to fruition if not now, then later. So that's sort of, that's honestly what I've built my business off of. And it's kind of cool because now I can take all the connections that I have with my clients and I've sort of been able to get agency on creating ideas to connect the brand. So when I have like a basketball player who likes a clothing brand, it's, and I know the people at the clothing brand, I can go to that clothing brand and be like, Hey, I have an idea for us to, that's going to make sense for you guys to connect. I don't want you guys to just connect and, you know, friend, send free clothes or, you know, do a post or something like that. Like I want to take this to like the next level. So, and I thrive off of, off of that sort of stuff. I, 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 yeah, that's, that's what it is. I thrive off of not just connecting people or just off of my connections, but being able to take it one step further and have something cool come out of it. Hey everyone, Christine here from Sweat with Stods, one of this show's sponsors. The Dynamic Leaders Podcast is here to help you be a better leader, and the best leaders take care of themselves both mentally and physically. I'm here to help on the physical side by making fitness accessible to everyone. As a certified personal trainer with years of experience coaching fitness classes, I've designed programs that can be followed at home and in the gym. These are intelligently structured programs, giving you a plan to follow to help you be successful. Build strength with my Get Strong at Home program, get quick results with Hit at Home 1 or 2, or work on your health outside of fitness with my Healthy Habits program. As a listener, you can get these programs at a discounted rate by entering code DYNAMIC at checkout. That's D-Y-N-A-M-I-C at checkout. So head on over to sweatwithstods.com. That's sweat with S-T-O-D-D-S.com to take the next step toward achieving your health and fitness goals today. Do you have some type of method, I guess, for cultivating these relationships? Because as you've pointed out, they're going to take time, right? Like not always when you meet somebody for the first time, something's going to pop and you're going to do a business deal or you're going to have a new best friend or something like that. But if you're so open, like it seems you are to having conversations with people, whether you're out, I'm sure you have conversations with people on the internet, social media, there's just a lot of different areas where you're starting these relationships. And I'm just wondering how you're able to continue to build on them to the point where they can be useful. And to your point earlier, it's not wasted time having a conversation with somebody. Yeah, I think for me, um, and this might not, I don't know if it's a, a crazy method or if it's even something that I would suggest to people, but I think for me, whenever I'm starting any sort of relationship conversation, whether it be on the internet, in person, at a party, like um, any sort of initial connection I'm making with someone, I will say like, I give every single person me from the jump. So I think that's what helps. Mm -hmm. I can say like anyone who's met me once almost, I can uh, like, I'd say probably 90% of the people who have met me once can say they know my personality. And if you ask them my personality, they're probably right. Because I just like, I give you me from the jump. Um, And so I think that uh, that authenticity is, is good. Cause 
now not everyone likes me not everyone likes you know how my personality is or how i approach things or anything and that's fine you weed those people out you know but and, and then there's people that even if they don't like my personality if they think oh she comes off kind of strong or she's too honest or you know blunt or anything like that but then there's those people that's like wow we really love that she gave us that from right from the beginning and we appreciate that realness so then a relationship cultivates out of that and then there's just people who think i'm funny or you know who like that i'm I'm straightforward and to the point and everything like that because i just don't like wasted time i don't like wasted time so i if we're gonna sit and chat like i want us to have a real conversation i want you know i want you to know who i am in the first time we we speak so i think that is what keeps me cultivating new relationships is like, you'll always get Alexis from the jump. I'm just going to play a little bit of devil's advocate. What if the person that you're talking to isn't willing to be as authentic as you, whether that is right from the get go, like you are, or even maybe after you've had a couple conversations and they're not opening up and they're just being a little bit short or cold with you do you still try to cultivate those conversations and those relationships or is that a signal or key to you that maybe you need to move on? I think it's definitely like situational. Most, I'm not going to lie. Most of the time I just move on. Um, (laughs) But you know, there are some times where I really try and give it effort because maybe sometimes I can see that it could be, it could be good. So I want to try but yeah, a majority of the time I just move on. And if, you know, and that's, I think that's what I wish everyone, or at least a majority of people, I just wish I could project to people that like it, not everyone has to like you. I promise you it's okay if not everyone likes you or if not everyone wants to work with you or not, um, you know, uh, because if one door closes, another one opens. And, you know, I, I truly feel that way. I truly, I don't know. I just, I really, (laughs) I, uh, like I said, I think tennis was like the best thing to ever happen to me because I really just figured out myself really early on in life. So I, most of the time, if you, if you don't, if you don't want to open up or if you don't want to connect or anything like that, I'm not tripping off of it. I'll just (laughs) move on. And, but you never know, like, I think things come full circle that like, I truly believe that I, I feel like, you know, I just reconnected with an ex-boyfriend of like, not, not like just, you know, I hadn't seen heard, talked or anything in three years. And then, Um, you know, we literally had a joke yesterday about how we just started following each other on social media again. And it was like, Hey, what's up? You know, like, I just think that like, everything's not too serious, especially in a climate right now. I feel like people are realizing that a lot of things are not as, you know, are not as pressing and as, as serious. So, you know, I think, um, I think the way I handle relationships also is a breath of fresh air to a lot of people because they, like I said, a lot of people realize that, they're going to get real with me. And also I feel like anything can be fixed. Like if you want to try it, a relationship, we definitely can do that. If something happens and we fall out, I always feel like an apology, some accountability conversation, anything can be fixed. So 
yeah, I think that's, uh, and I think people, a lot of people realize that, like, I, I don't believe in falling off, fighting, arguing, anything like that. Like, I always believe we can, we can come back. So that's how I treat, I, that's truly how I treat all my relationships. At the Talent 409 Leadership Academy, which is the business I run, a lot of the work that we do is with women who are student athletes at the high school or collegiate level, women's sports teams at the high school collegiate level in general. And you've talked a number of times already just about how important it is for you to advocate for women in sports. What is it about women in sports specifically that makes it something that you want to be so passionate about? Um, I want to be passionate. I'm, I am passionate about it because I realize that there's, there's, there's stereotypes that are very hard to get rid of. I realize that I'm lucky. I'm blessed. Um, you know, my mom tells me all the time I hit the genetic jackpot as far <laughs> as, you know, uh, as far, as far as that. Um, I, 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 I always got, I've always been lucky enough to where if, something if there's if if i if there's a problem or if there's something i need help with when it comes to this sports world i have someone who i can call and that someone is in my family you know but not everyone has that luck or that blessing so i don't take it for granted at all and i and all i want to do is help and all i want to do is let girls know that you can you can get into the sports world. And if you are having trouble, I will help you. Like I've never turned down um, a call, an email, a text, a meetup, anything like that. As far as a, a woman, a woman trying to get into the, the sports field. Also, you know, I'm starting an organization. It's called Her Call Sports, where it's going to be a little bit more streamlined because I will admit my mind is everywhere and sometimes I'm, I'm a little delayed. So um, I'm, I, I'm creating this organization, uh, Her Call Sports, that's a little bit more streamlined. So, you know, that will help girls, whether they're looking for internships, you know, we'll have uh, jobs that are available in the sports industry, references, there's mentorship, there's resources, things like that. And another cool thing is I've had, I have such great relationships with other females in the industry, whether it be reporters or other publicists or managers in different sports. Cause that's the one thing, like, I don't know. Um, I don't know anything about hockey. I've never worked in, Oh, actually I have worked in hockey. I have worked in hockey before, but you know, um, but that was by, by chance. Um, and so it's not really my like field house. So, but I have people in hockey and, and ladies in hockey who can help out if they're, you know, so that's the, um, the community that I've been able to build just off of my relationships. So I'm trying to get all that together and put it into this organization for, uh, for anyone to have. And it's been taking me some time, but I am working on it. Um, and it should be done soon, especially right now. Cause I have nothing but time working <laughs> from home. Um, but yeah, it's just always been like, I don't know from when I was young, I just, like I was telling you some of those experiences I've had as a child, they've never been, they've never been experienced where I was like, these should be happening to me or, you know, they've always been like, wow, I'm, I'm really lucky that my family 
and my life, you know, happened the way it did. And I grew up the way that I did. And I need to figure out how to get that blessing that I received to other people who, who won't be able to receive it. It's never been, it's literally never been a question as to whether I should help out females in the industry because we just have it really hard right now. And I still face a lot of diversity in the industry myself, but like I said, you know, that self-awareness and, you know, that confidence that I have in myself, I know how to combat it, but I know that there are a lot of uh, women who don't. So that's another thing that's really what I want to focus on is helping girls get over that, uh, get over the hurdles and how to handle the hurdles that they'll come, they'll come by when they are in the sports industry. I think that work is so admirable and I really can't wait until you get that up and running and connect with that and just see everything that comes of that venture. And uh, I I just want to say thank you for doing that work because I do think it's still very needed and we need to introduce more women to jobs in sports, not just the glossy jobs that you see on ESPN or in front of your television in general, but some of the behind the scenes work and ways that you can impact different organizations and be involved. So I think that's super cool. And I'm super excited to see where that goes along with everything else. And Alexis, if there is somebody who's been listening to this conversation, wants to follow along with your journey, where can we find you on social media or on the internet? Uh, Yes. All my social media handles are underscore Alexis Marie 24. And uh, my website is Alexis, A-L-E-X-I-S dot Vegas. Uh, yes, I have a Vegas website. <laughs> Vegas. But yeah, I leave, you know, I leave all my DMs open, my emails everywhere. Um, so anyone feel free to reach out and trying to, you know, figure everything technology wise out to, uh, so that I can get this uh, site up and running and, yeah, you can follow along my work and the crazy things I do day to day. And yeah. Awesome. I will throw all of that into the show notes. Easy reference for any of our listeners. Before I let you go, Alexis, the show is called Dynamic Leaders and you have showcased your leadership, whether it's what you're doing now with your current business, some of the ventures that you're looking to do here in the future to empower women as well. But I always like to give my guests an opportunity to shout out someone in their own life who's been influential from a leadership standpoint or just in general. Do you have somebody that you'd like to give a quick shout out to today? Definitely a shout out to my mom. She's, you know, my my mom is such a well-accomplished woman. Um, as the former wife of basketball player, she totally could have taken a different avenue when it came to her life. And I think probably my mom is the reason why I am the way I am. She could have been a basketball wife and, and, you know, she was traveling the world and that stuff, but she decided to start her, you know, start her business and she's, uh, you know, built a business herself and she's very, um, she's very successful businesswoman and she did it all while uh, raising kids and, and, and all that stuff. And like I said, she could have totally gone a different avenue. So I think her leadership and just to see 
the women in Vegas and in, you know, my mom works in the real estate industry just to see like people that I don't even know strangers, you know, talk about my mom and the accomplishments that she's been able to make and that. I think that's honestly where I, I get it from. So yeah, she's definitely like my, my one major shout out when it comes to leadership because she has a whole staff of people that she, that work for her and love her and, and she's just been able to do amazing things in her career. And like I said, she didn't have to, she could have really just been a, a basketball wife and stayed at home and she chose not to. So it's kind of cool to have that to look up to. Yeah. How cool is that? That That's an amazing, awesome shout out and really just a great way to end what's been such an interesting conversation. Alexis, I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your day to chat with us, share your story, your expertise, and really rooting for you in the future and love to stay in touch. But thank you again so much for your time today. Yes. Thank you so much. And I love this podcast and yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>